0: All right, we're excited to have Jim D'Amico with us, global head of TA with Salonies. He's also the president of the Association of Talent Acquisition Professionals. So Jim is a stud in the industry of recruiting and hiring. He's been doing it a long time and someone that I think is extremely strategic and been super impressed with all of our conversations in the past. And so, Jim, let's uh, let's talk about what you're seeing as one of the big issues right now that COVID's illuminating in the recruiting um, cycle.
1: Sure. Ben, and thanks for that that wonderful introduction. You know, I think the world of of you as well, so thank you. But you know, so prior to COVID, recruiting was hard, right? There were it was a big challenge to attract talent to come to your roles, right? You had to to do a lot of recruitment marketing, you had to have a lot to offer. People were very aware that they had value in the marketplace. COVID now has really changed that that marketplace. Candidates that we used to call passive candidates are, they're beyond passive now. They've become entrenched where they're at because there's a lot of fear in the candidate marketplace about making a change. So why would I leave a job that I have right now for a job that may be uncertain? Is there gonna be a second wave? Is your company, if I have to work at your company, is it safe? Are you gonna protect me? Um, there's a lot of concern. So we have seen a tremendous increase in the amount of time and effort it takes to attract talent to a new role, to even open them up to the, the concept. We're actually talking now, it's no longer about attraction, it's seduction, right? We have to seduce candidates um, you know, to, to that point of making a decision to leave where they're at and take a risk and join another organization. And the way that we've done that is not through technology. We looked for technology to see if there was a way to help with that. But we went old school and we learned that that we have to focus on the stories that we tell. And we engaged a Hollywood screenwriter to help my team learn how to tell stories. That's awesome. Yeah. And, And what we learned was one, stories are not yoga babble. They're not corporate speak. They have to come from a point of personal truth, right? So this is not a fairy tale we're telling. This is a personal story about something that's important to the candidate and how that recruiter can show how they engaged with that same thing. So if we talk about safety um, this, of the organization, we can, you know, our recruiters can tell very personal stories about how our work from home policy has worked or how a return to office has worked or, you know, how quick we were to isolate people from the office. Say, you know, look, we we don't need to be here to, to do this. Or if we are in our manufacturing plants where we do need to have people, how that's actually you know, affected them and what we've done to make sure they're not just our employees, but their families are safe, uh, you know, as an example. And what we learned is, is you tell these stories with authenticity, but you have to be prepared that these stories are serialized. It's not a one call and done to convince a candidate anymore. It's often a series of stories that keep them engaged. So the probably the biggest skill we learned and everybody thinks they get this Ben stories have a beginning, a middle and an end. We're all really good at the beginning. We lose it somewhere in the middle and we never get to the end. (laughs) So again, working with a screenwriter, we learned really good, you know, how to be concise in that and how to get to an end that leaves them wanting to hear more. And so we chose, sorry, go ahead.
0: And are your stories, I mean, is it like a written story that you're engaging them for potential conversation? Or do you also start like that first conversation with a passive candidate with a story as well?
1: Yes. So what we've done is every recruiter has sort of developed their own suite of stories. Okay. Okay. And what we try to be is diagnostic with the candidates, right? So we want to know what's important to them. We just don't want to start telling a story because we think it'll be important to them we find out it's important to them and then we know what we're listening to the audience and and what story we're going to to engage them in and hopefully they're they're universal enough that they can apply to to as many people as possible um but it's been really well received because the candidates know that one we're listening to them and two, we're answering their concerns in a very personal way. We're not giving them the corporate line. We're not telling them the pie-in-the-sky belief that recruiters will always tell you, right? Like, you talk to a recruiter, they will tell you every day at 3 o'clock at their company, unicorns come running down the hallways, and there's rainbows and gold everywhere, right? I mean, it's... yeah, And that's not how it is. So these are real... Things that people can connect with.
0: We're always preaching two concepts in recruiting. One is, you know, understanding the company value proposition from the candidate perspective and then understanding the employee value proposition for that role.
1: Yes. Um, You guys have probably, do you have it where it's kind of, you'd have a story for each? Absolutely. And I think, Ben, that's a huge disconnect that a lot of people don't realize. Like, yes, you have this sort of overarching company EVP, and those are really, those are your values. Those are the, the promises that you make to employees of the company. But what people want to know is, you know, what's in it for me and what's the culture like where I'm going to be. And each team has its own dynamic and its own personality. And thus, its own story. So we also have been working with, you know, our leaders, how can we engage them in storytelling with the candidates as well? How do they present their world in the terms of a relatable story? You know, it's,
0: it's really good because, you know, we, we come in and help companies with situational challenges and we ask them what the EVP would be for this role. Infrequently, there's, it's crickets. (sighs) They, yes. they really, they don't really, they haven't thought about it from the target market's perspective and what's going to be attractive. Um, any tips, like you said, beginning, middle, and end, but any other tips that go into building a nice story around an EVP?
1: Yeah, so one, authentic, right? Uh, the story you tell, you have to be the lead character in your story, mm-hmm. right? Because that connect, creates that personal connection. Also, again, what we learned is when you're telling a story, you're still listening, right? So you will get cues if they are getting bored or distracted or it's not resonating. Know how to change up and always leave the story with that little bit of of mystery that there's more to tell leave them wanting for more so the screenwriter that we worked with had worked on house of cards and the walking dead and we had asked to work with her because we loved that those stories did that for us yeah (laughs) right you want to binge those shows you want to know what's happening next and that's what we wanted to create
0: no that's really good and i um you know, maybe we'll, we'll end it with that, but I, th- I think it's just everyone going back probably and self-reflecting on what they're messaging and, um, you know, maybe a zero story mentality right now and then reflecting on what, what can their story be like and how can they start to incorporate in the recruiting um, process? Because if, if recruiting is getting harder during COVID, the companies that want to recruit need to adjust. They can't yes. do the same things and expect the same results or an improvement in results. And so, um, you know, wait, how, they, wait, how, they, how they do it, has got to change.
1: Wait, wait, you're saying I can't do the same thing. So Ben, look, I've built this massive strategy on posting jobs and hoping that people apply. And you're saying that's not going to work for me anymore. <laughs> it, it, it might not. Even when they say unemployment's
0: slower, it might not work. Right? We're, we're, we're getting all sorts of, phone calls on the same concept. So, um, well, Jim, I love it. You know, I think it, and I think one of the things that also res- resonates with me is success in anything right now in talent exhibition is, is really going to be a combination of technology and old school. Yes. I think a lot of companies only look for technology and that's not going to solve, solve the problem, you know? Absolutely. And so if, if you can fill all your positions, if you posted them and you got a hundred people waiting in line <laughs> that want to do it, then you, you got a chance, but there's very few companies that, that actually can use that strategy to its fullest. So Absolutely. Uh, they got to be digging into some of this old school mentality to do it well. So,
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> Jim, we appreciate your time. Thanks for your insights. Thank you,
1: man.